0: Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. I'm joined by Duncan again today. and We're going to be talking about some height discrimination in fitness, kind of across the bunch of different genres, whether that be CrossFit, gymnastics, powerlifting, etc.
1: All right. So this discussion basically um, was conceived by an article titled Height Matters, Why CrossFit Open Programming Must Considered Movements That Are Impacted by an Athlete's Weight. And so I think that this is something that we've always kind of understood as athletes, but there's not been a lot of like scientifically backed like facts on, you know, how height impacts your fitness. But like I think we've all – like understood at some level like if you have shorter arms that bench press is going to be easier yep um if your proportions are different you know your deadlift's going to be easier or harder and so like this is kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of now that we have something like crossfit that's not weight restricted not height restricted but just age restricted you can see how different heights like compare to each other um and so like it's something to keep in mind is a weight restriction automatically implies a height restriction Um, just because, like, if the weight class is 135, you know, there's not going to be a lot of tall guys who are willing to walk around at 135 pounds or cut to 135 just because the bone weight required, the fat weight required, and then having yeah. to have enough muscle to right. be competitive is, like, really
0: Well, it's hard. like a dude that's 6'4", like... First off, if I'm competing at 135 and I see a dude that's 6'4 walk up, I know that, like, when I'm looking at his ribs because I'll be able to see it because there's <laughs> yeah. literally not enough mass behind a guy that's 6'4 yeah. to be able to compete on any level. Like, it, yeah. like literally, you're just not going to be able to pack on the muscle mass. And especially, like, this is one thing that I feel like taller guys do deal with is, like, a misunderstanding of how much weight you should be able to move based on your muscle mass, yeah. right? And a lot of times, like, guy that's 5'7", He'll have a lot of muscle on him, or look like he has a lot of muscle on him, and he can move pretty good weight. Mm-hmm. But a guy that is taller can move more weight with less muscle mass on an aesthetics level, yeah. like a view, like of less it. perceivable muscle, force. less perceivable muscle mass because their muscle is stretched out farther. <laughs> a lot of times when you're talking about like deadlift too, taller guys tend to have longer arms sometimes. Yeah, uh, and depending on your proportions, if you got like say like shorter legs, longer arms. You're going to be a killer at deadlift because (laughs) your range of motion is decreasing the longer your arms are and the shorter your legs are, the distance between, like, where you've got to move. You don't have to bend over as much, and you don't have to stand up as far. So
1: And, like, also, taller guys tend to, like, that physique just develops slower. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. It sucks. Yeah, (laughs) it does. It's like my... I went home for the weekend. I stepped out of the shower and like I have the towel around my waist and my mom looks at me and she goes, Duncan, you're starting to be cut. I'm like, damn, it's taking me like five years to get here. <laughs> but like it is what it is. It's bulking season, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I swear, that's another that's another tall person struggle. It's like metabolism. Yep. It's so hard. But um I think that as a good focus, um, we should just like look at the crossfit thesis statement almost and so we have this yeah. thing called the 100 words of fitness and so it reads eat meat and vegetables nuts and seeds some fruit little starch and no sugar keep intake to levels that will support exercise but not body fat practice and train major lifts deadlift clean squat presses clean and jerk and snatch similarly master the basics of gymnastics which are pull-ups dips rope climbs push-ups sit-ups presses to handstand pirouettes flips splits and holds bike run swim row etc hard and fast five or six days per week mix these elements in as many combinations and patterns as creativity will allow routine is the enemy keep workouts short and intense regularly learn and play new sports Once you read this, I think that's very easy to pick up on a few things, and one of them is CrossFit athletes are expected to do a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, And so that's kind of where this discussion kind of originated was, does varied take precedence over fairness between taller and shorter people? And we'll get into it later, but like, there are certain things that you do in CrossFit or that you do while working out that benefits shorter people. And there's certain things that benefit taller people. Yeah, And so the discussion basically centers around how do you make this fair or should height impact, you know, how you determine who is the fittest in the world?
0: Yeah. I think, like, from someone who doesn't compete, right, mm-hmm. the height discrimination has never really been something to me that I really cared about, right? Yeah. It was one of those things. And, and maybe I'm saying that because I'm over six foot, but I'm not exceptionally lanky for over six foot. Yeah. Um, so I've just always thought about it. It's like everyone's just kind of in their own lane. But I do see how when you're talking about competition, it's like at some point we need to determine whether or not this six foot five guy who is a lot more, you know, let's say he can run, run farther yeah. in a, quicker amount of time but he can't move the kind of weight that the guy who can bench press a lot more at 5 nine can so it's like how do we score these fairly to where we're saying like this is objectively who is more fit yeah. and so it's like well maybe those two sh- people maybe shouldn't be competing with each other that's the powerlifter approach right yeah. like it's people that because that six65 guy if he's competing he probably weighs somewhere in the ballpark of you know 220 upwards 240 250. Whereas this 5'9 guy is probably in the 180, 190 category yeah. if he's on the bigger side. Yeah. So.
1: And also the powerlifter approach is who can deadlift, bench press, and squat the most yeah. versus the crossfit approach is who's the fittest, right? So, like, right. our standards are different every mm-hmm. year. The um, workouts are different every year. And so really the question is is should height kind of factor into the equation of fitness – and how much should you allow it to be? Right. Um, and so then like just some good numbers to throw around is like for the average height for games athletes, um, men is five, nine and a half, women is five, five and a half. And so when we start looking at, you know, bias, basically the bias is going to start favoring mm-hmm. taller individuals. And when we say taller, taller will be anything hot um taller than that five, nine and a half, while You know, women, if we're talking about taller women, that's any woman that's taller than five, five and a half. Um, The average height for people worldwide is five, nine, and five, four um, for men and women, respectively. So you can see that for CrossFit, the average height at least is about representative to the worldwide average, which makes sense because CrossFit pulls in people from around the world. And I think that this is kind of almost a good. Starting off point of I they might be doing something right with their tests if the average height is basically the same, yeah. um, I mean the error is like within half an inch or within an inch, and when you're dealing with a sample size of thirty individuals at the games, like that's not that bad, yeah, and that's pretty good to say like representatively, if yeah. you're talking about trying to
0: average out in comparison to the actual world yeah. amongst a group that is. Minuscule compared to the yeah. actual data set available of all humans.
1: Yep. Um, and then if you look at average height of athletes um, that are male, and I, I believe this is Olympic athletes is mm-hmm. what the statistic is pulled from, but that's five eleven and six inches. Uh, five five 11. foot eleven inches, uh, eleven point six inches, and then for female athletes, it's five foot seven inches. Um, for the average, so a little bit taller than the average height for worldwide. However, this does make sense if you look at like a lot of what the Olympic focus is. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of track athletes out there, um, a lot of swimmers, you know, and a lot of these things. A lot of kind throwers of promote height. Um, yeah, where the where the height really
0: pays an advantage as opposed to necessarily muscle density. Yeah. So, like in the case of like a thrower, like let's say like your best discus thrower is probably going to be a guy that can spin really fast. Has really long arms, mm-hmm. and who tends to have really long arms? Taller individuals, yeah. that is. So, you know, and also you're obviously just a gonna,
1: little bit higher off the ground.
0: Yeah. And so you're going to trend towards, you yeah. know, the ability to produce more energy farther away from the body. I mean, and we noticed that in the case of like strong swimmers, they tend to, you know, be like Michael Phelps's six. Four, six, five? Man's tall. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking about tall individuals because they're tall enough, but they're not so tall that they start doing, like, the Gumby shit, right, where they're, <laughs> yeah. like, they literally can't pack on any muscle mass, yep. but they're tall enough to be powerful in their height.
1: Yeah. Um. And while there are, like, you know, powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting in the Olympics, the number of individuals that... Are going to be competing in things that favor short people, it's just going to be less because, like, mm-hmm. you have basketball teams, which is five people plus subs. Um, soccer teams and soccer generally has a good mix of tall and short depending on position. Yeah, football, um, isn't an Olympic sport. Let's see here, but you do have like so no, many but, sports that but are, but then again, most
0: games anyway trending towards tall trend people. towards tall people. I mean, like, what, like. Tennis probably uh, not really good representation because it can lend itself to shorter people, but there is obviously a little bit of a height advantage as far as power production anyway. Yeah. So and I mean the same thing in some regards goes towards like baseball and softball. This outside of the Olympics, but just like a lot of games do air on the side of you being not necessarily super tall, but taller than that average. Six foot range. Yeah, that six foot range really lends some much needed advantage without having to pack on the amount of muscle mass to really be able to do stuff like that.
1: Um, and then if we look at, so now we can look at powerlifter heights, gymnast heights, and track heights. And basically, if you look at what you're expected to do in CrossFit, you're expected to run, jump, like a track athlete. You're, and, and really, like, the distances of our cardio is usually no more than two miles, which makes sense. Um, We're expected to do basic gymnastic stuff, and we're expected to lift like a powerlifter. Um not as heavy, but we're supposed to be pretty competent in it. Yeah. So for powerlifter, the average height for a male is five foot one and a half. There's no way that's true. Um that's that's what they put off. <laughs> that's <at>. so <laughs> short. I know. Um and the average height for a female powerlifter is five foot three point six inches. Yeah, but okay. yeah, so for gymnast heights, um again pretty short individuals uh for males it's five foot five inches and for females it's four foot nine inches and then traditionally like women have just been getting smaller and smaller in um gymnastics which is making sense which makes sense to me because especially the competitive gymnastics area is not quite the same as what we do in crossfit um gym the CrossFit gymnast stuff looks a bit more like the male version of gymnastics where it's a lot more power driven where it's a lot more Feats of you know being able to move your body almost around a bar almost like that calisthenics range Um, while like Gymnastics especially for the female side of things is a lot more Creative a lot more almost like choreographed a lot more pretty a lot more fluid And you do kind of want to be uh, shorter when you do these things because it gives you more control over your body, and it also makes you lighter when it comes to having to like go overhead and stuff. Um, And then for track athletes, average height for a male is five foot ten point seven inches, and for females it's five foot five point seven inches. And that's kind of where we're getting back to this kind of taller athletes uh, size, and it makes sense that you would want to be taller in these things just because I have to take less steps. If stride length is increased, the amount of steps I have to take decreases, and that makes it so that there's less time that I have to take to do as many steps to get as far. Yeah. Um, And something that's interesting about CrossFit as well is not all of our cardio stuff is a sprint. A lot of the time, like, if you have a really tall guy and he's um competing with a really short guy the tall guy won't run any faster but he will run more efficiently so he's less winded so that if the competition is do a 400 do a power clean and the power clean keeps getting heavier mm-hmm. the taller guy's just going to get worn out less quickly just because his strides, because longer, his strides less, longer less less steps you know? And so you actually see this in the results where some of the workouts that favor tall people actually have heavier weights um But it's kind of a false correlation because what's really happening is the way that they structured the workout was they separated each lift, especially in, like, the games. It's pretty common where you Mm -hmm. have this ladder where they separate a lift with, like, a cardio thing, and then you have to come back and do a heavy weight. Because we love to be like, we're not like powerlifters. We can lift when we're winded. Um, And then when you're taller, you're just less winded because you can handle a 400-meter run better. Right.
0: Well, it's also about, like – someone that's 5'7", a 400 run is a little bit more energy expending than for someone that's, let's say, Mm -hmm. 6'4". And so from a setting up the game's perspective, you don't want to create a run that is genuinely too difficult for that 5'7 person to where the 6'4 person is getting such a, like, absolutely, like, uncanny. Because think about it, the longer out you extend that run – the more, you know, the distance between their energy expenditures are getting right. Cause that taller person, I mean, every 400 is basically less steps for them. The more and more you add on the less steps they have to take over that person, that person had taken way more steps as a shorter person. And then that's just more energy, more windedness. So, and again, this goes back to the, how do we set up the games to be fair? Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, and so then we can just dive right into the stats, right? Um, uh, So there seems to be a couple things that really favor the shorter athletes, and this is across both men and women. The results don't really change too much between men and women um, with the height. It's just usually the rank correlation changes a little. Um, And also there's an interesting part where at least for the open, the workout that favors um, taller people more favors them much more, like a 0.4, where one is like, The most uh, correlation. You never get a correlation of one. Right. No one gets a correlation of one. And science, like a hard science, like physics, they don't get correlation. Well,
0: that would mean that under every single circumstance, someone taller gets
1: advantage guaranteed
0: minus any other factor. Yeah. Right.
1: Like like think about like a team's win rate. Like if you're a good team, you're probably winning no more than 75% of the time. Yeah. Like things go wrong. Um so, like, the highest rank correlation for a tall individual is f- 0.448, which is basically almost 50%. That's
0: that's really good. Um, that's
1: Yeah. But then their next um, highest rank correlation is 0. 0.247. So it seems to be that for taller individuals, there's some workouts that really favor them, and then most of the other workouts that favor them don't favor them too much, Um and, like, the workout that favored them the most was 19 wall balls and 19 calorie row. So if you look at that, a wall ball is basically a neutral movement. You know, uh, wall balls are basically you you squat with a medicine ball, you stand up, and you have to hit the a target with the medicine ball by, like, throwing it at it. And so if you're taller, there's less distance to hit the target, but there's more distance to squat. And if yep. you're shorter, vice versa. Right. And so there's like this argument of do you want to be tall, do you want to be short? You probably want to be more average. In the middle. Uh, in the middle. But then you have a nineteen calorie row. And that if you're tall, we we, we know where the like to row. <laughs> if you <laughs> so listen to our sense. how to row, you know yeah. that. Yeah. Um and then for taller individuals, they also seem to do better when the movements are coming from a hang. Um, and that makes some sense. So like, I have noticed that I'm really good at generating power, especially like power cleans. My power clean weight is still very competitive with my squat weight, <laughs> right. um, which is not what it's supposed to look like. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll tell you um, math says that math that says squat weight should
0: probably be supposed <laughs> to double yeah. <laughs> so.
1: math says your squat should be heavier and your squat clean should be heavier than your power clean. For me, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Chief. Nope. But <laughs> Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that taller individuals are doing okay with um, these hand-cleaning jerks, but yeah. that rank correlation is 0.247. Um, then, you know, tall guys jumping on boxes, we're pretty good at that. So the next workout that benefits us um, in our top five is deadlifts and box jumps. And the deadlift is increasing in reps and weight, but the big thing there is um, these fifteen box jumps, like for a tall guy, like that's not hard, um, and like there's no like if you're taller than six foot, you got to jump a twenty four inch, and if you're shorter than six foot, you got to jump a twenty inch. Everyone's having to jump the same height. The difference is, is I'm having to pull my legs up, and you're having to jump. Um, right. I have to tuck. You have to yeah. generate force <laughs> against the floor. Yeah, um, and then. Taller guys also, let's see here, the next beneficial one was the uh a barbell conflict the complex of one deadlift, one clean, one hang clean, and one jerk. Again, there's that hang clean in there. Um also, like it does seem like with CrossFit, taller individuals are doing better with some of these like heavy movements. Um, but they're also like the deadlift and the the clean makes some sense. Like if you're if you've got those longer arms to really benefit um, off of a deadlift. And like if you have more time to generate the power to get into that power clean, again, helpful. Um, And then the last very beneficial workout for a tall person is a row and thrusters Um, with a rank correlation of 0.191. I suspect that the reason why it was really low, even though there's a row is the fact that thrusters suck when you're tall. Because a thruster is basically a wall ball, except usually heavier, and you're not throwing uh, anything. You're just using a barbell. And, you know, tall guys don't like to squat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like to squat. They don't like to push press. So um, it makes sense that this is kind of a lower rank correlation. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you go to the short guys, um, short guys seem to do, do burpees really well, which makes sense. Um, their highest correlated, uh, workout was just a seven minute AMRAP of burpees to a six inch target where, you know, they had 0.376, um, better than taller individuals. Um, then there was another workout that involved burpees. Um, as then, well as muscle ups. Yeah. And muscle ups, which is a gymnastics movement. And then we get into, our third ranked, which is thrusters and chest bar pull ups. So there we got thrusters, we got chest bar pull ups. There's nothing there for tall guys to really exceed at. And you know, when you're tall, you're heavier, and when you're heavier, gymnastics sucks. <laughs> uh, the best, like one of my CrossFit coaches loved to joke around. You want to get better at a pull up, just lose weight. <laughs> you want to get better at a pull up, we'll just sweat out some water, and like you'll you'll do better. Such is true. <laughs> it is true. Um, not sustainable. No, but no. it's true. Yeah. Uh and then um the fourth highest rank correlation uh included overhead walking lunges, uh handstand push-ups and handstand walks. So we're kind of seeing how shorter people are benefiting from this gymnastics focus. As well as pressing motions. As well as pressing motions. And then their final thing was dumbbell squats and dumbbell facing burpees. So again, we're seeing squats, we're seeing burpees. burpees. That's all you need to know. Um and so like if you look at the open correlation um you it is very evident that in the open there are more workouts that benefit shorter people than that benefit taller people and it makes sense because there are certain things that you cannot do um or that you cannot have gyms worldwide like judge you can't um Include like rope climbs in an open program workout because not everyone has 15 foot tall ceilings. Um, yep. And like, it's not strong. everyone has a rope. Not everyone. Uh, yeah, not everyone has can, yeah. a rope. Like, usually most gyms should have ropes, but not every gym has a rope, and not every gym has the same rope. Yeah. Which is again, just like when you're doing a competition, you want as few variables as possible. You can't program running into an open workout because unless you're going to tell everyone, hey, you have to go to a high school track. Like, there's no way because my yeah. 400 outside my gym, um, it's in a wind tunnel. It's uphill. It's on concrete. Yeah. I would never want to run that. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, God, no. <laughs> like, the the difference in a 400 time would probably be a matter of, like, five or six seconds compared that to, like, a high school track. Um, so, like, it's not happening. Um, you can't expect an echo bike or, like, a assault bike on, um, you know. For an open, because not every gym has the same type of assault bike. Right. They're not all going to have the Rogue one. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, however, everyone has a Concept 2 rower. Yep. Why? I have no clue. Concept 2 is everywhere. Cause, cause, they, they've capped the market. I don't, what else are you going to buy? What, <laughs> come on. I, I thought I thought we outlawed monopolies in America, Nathan. Yeah, I thought we did too. But <laughs> um, Concept 2 rower. Concept 2 rower is everywhere. Um, And so when it comes to a lot of these things that benefit taller people they only show up in the games but when we look at the games programming it's about a 50-50 split of workouts that benefit tall people and workouts that benefit short people so it is kind of interesting to see you know this issue where in the open specifically we're struggling to find this balance yeah i mean
0: that's that's to be expected because yeah. as you notice most exercises aren't fair at all, yeah. right? They either, you know, it either, the point goes to short people or the point goes to tall people. Yeah, It's what it tends to do. And then, I, I mean, obviously we've seen workouts where, you know, again, in the case of the wall walls, that tends to, it's like, uh, like I could see this going either way. So yeah. it's probably gonna be middle ground. Well, then all you do is like, there's people that are too tall to be super crazy yep. and then too short to like so there's always going to be this group that has advantage over the workout based on height mm-hmm. whether that be medium people trending towards average people trending towards tall and people trending towards short you know and you know yeah um, every exercise has some form of component of that based on whether it's pushing pulling um and where the power band is wh- yeah. what where it is best for that power band to be because different people can create better power
1: yeah and like the Games athletes that have consistently been the best. So Claire Tiatumi and Matthew Frazier. They they just win. Matthew Frazier like a three or four-time champion. Um is like an eight-time champion or something like that. I don't know. When, when you get above three, it's like, okay, she's just going to win. Um, she's pregnant this year, so tune into the games. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Um, but – both of these athletes are a little bit shorter than the average CrossFit athlete. Um, right. And that might say something, but again, when you're dealing with a pool of 30 people and then you're you're figuring out who's the best out of those 30 people are, it gets a little hairy. So there, there's almost this responsibility that open, like they have to program the open in such a way that they aren't artificially making it so that you're getting shorter people in the games. Because basically you have the CrossFit open, then regionals, and then uh, from regionals, you have like these qualifying things that you can go to, and then you're getting selected out of that. And so if the open is somehow making it so that taller people are just getting weeded out at the beginning of this process, then there's a problem,
0: maybe. Um, Then it shows that your system of ranking is not necessarily fair across the board right yep and it, what you're doing is saying that what we're measuring on is not necessarily an objective measurement yeah. right it can be right it could be an objective measurement but it's not necessarily a fitness yeah. and that you know you, you're coming back around to the point of is fitness really a <laughs> objective measurement or do we, like, is it a subjective measurement that we have to try and get as close to being an objective measurement as possible or figure out how to make it an objective measurement?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of this is CrossFit like, as a company, as an organization, needs to probably be a little bit more strict nowadays on like what they want in their gym because mm-hmm. basically CrossFit franchises out, they have a gym, and they're like, you have to be a coach level one, and that's it. But maybe they do need to start talking about, hey – we want you to use the rogue bike we want you to have this rope that's you know this diameter the, this circumference made out of this material and we want your ceilings to be fi- 15 foot you know at not push towards uniformity but push towards we want to be able to use these movements in the open and we understand that running is off the table like we can do um like we just did in our past open um, there were shuttle runs, but shuttle runs get a little tricky as to do they benefit tall people or do they benefit short people because you have to touch the yeah. line and like if, bending down yeah, bending and bending down and all all this stuff crap. you don't normally think about when talking stuff about stuff you don't want to do when you're tall. <laughs> um, but outside of running, there are some things where like especially with this bike with this rope. Like if they would spend the time to. You know, say, hey Jim, you're gonna to have to spend a bit more money, but we'll make this a bit more fair on the back end. Um and then also like I love a good rogue bike. They're so good. Yep. Um they're just expensive. And that's the thing. is how do you justify that cost? Yep. So
0: Yeah, and I think that like really covers the point of like you come back around, it's like is height what we've got to measure on? Yeah. Like, is how much is height playing into this? And what do we really do to like overcome the obstacle of there obviously being a discriminatory factor, right? Because, yeah. of, you know, on something where they don't want it to be a factor in it, it is. So we got to figure out how to deal with it. So yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, with that being said, I think we're going to close it out. All right. So and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you.